Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for joining us. This is episode two of the God's Promises podcast. And today we're in the book of Isaiah. Yeah, we're, um, we picked another promise that um, really just stood out to us this week. And so we thought we would kind of go over that and just talk about it because um, when we picked it out, it just really started kind of speaking to us in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. So it's Isaiah 40 and it's verse 31. Now, this is from the NLT version, but what's up on the screen would be ESV. I don't know, I just like ESV better, but that's a whole different thing. So, <laughs> um, so Isaiah forty thirty one. But those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will fly high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I feel like that's super powerful language, actually. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, like, it kind of seems, like, fluffy, I think. And this would be one of those things that you would find, like, in Hobby Lobby on, like, Yeah, it's almost like a cliche-ish type of verse. Yeah, but if you really think about it, like, that's really kind of deep language, if you really think about it. And And that, I think that's what, like, pulled it out to us. It's like, this is a, a really big promise, but it gets like almost, I feel like, watered down a little bit mm-hmm. in our society because, you know, people are putting it on coffee mugs or this or that. And I feel like a lot of these promises are like that. And that's why I feel like it's just so important to keep talking about them and reminding ourselves just so we can kind of like, um, what does it say? It's like etch that on our, our heart right. and get that into our spirit. And I feel like us as humans have this natural tendency to wander away. Mm-hmm. So it's easy um, to kind of forget things and or not take so much in depth on one scripture or another scripture. And this would be one of those that it kind of seems super fluffy, but really it's it's serious. Like it's yeah. a it's a real deep, serious yeah, thing. I think the point of of this verse is to betray that like not betray but portray that sin is serious like it's a serious thing that you should take serious Mm -hmm. but god he forgives and restores Mm -hmm. which is huge and it's like we know that as christians like oh yeah like God will forgive me, it's fine. God will restore this, it's fine. And I think we kind of take that almost a little bit for granted as a Christian. Um, Or as like, I don't even like to use the word like Christian, y'all. Like I always say like, I'm a follower of Jesus. It's a very tainted Um, word. And it's not bad. Like there is some like context to it that's probably not very relevant here. But um it's interesting, I think, as, like, believers, I guess, this is something that is almost, like, fluffy. It's just like, oh, it's okay, like, mm-hmm. it's all right. But it, it's, like you said, it's serious. You know, like, this is a huge thing. Yeah, sin is a huge, like, huge deal. God didn't have to do this for us. But God forgives you. Now, that's not 
I'm not sitting here saying that like you should sin and do whatever it is you want, whenever it is you want, and God's just going to forgive you. Like, Mm-mm. that doesn't mean to live an evil life. Like, that's way beyond the point, you know. For sure, like, yeah. as a Christian, you sh- you're, you're striving to live Christ-like, and sin should make you feel terrible. Like, every time that you sin, you should feel awful about it. Because it's like going against what's inside of you. Right. And I had this um, wonderful, I feel like she was like a mentor. She really wasn't. She was just my friend. But um, lady, and she told me one time we were driving, and um, she used to like offer to pick me up like on the way to church and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, sure. And um, I love it because we'd have these amazing like car conversations. It Mm -hmm. was like so cool. But um, she was like, do you know, like, have you ever thought, like, what we put the Spirit through? Mm. Like, because, like, the Holy Spirit's in you and living in you. So when when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, this, like, red flag comes up. Because it's, like, the Spirit saying, no, like, that's not what God wants. It's not glorifying to Him. This isn't going to be good for you. And it's like, but we put the Spirit through that. And it's like crazy to think about that like what we actually put the spirit through in ourselves because you know those I was reading in Romans this morning in um Romans 8 which of course you know like is the best right, and I love. they call it the great eight yeah and it just happened to be the thing I was reading this morning but in that chapter like it says you know like you have the power within you that raised Jesus from the dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like what they're alluding to that power is the spirit inside the of you. Spirit, yeah. And so this um, verse I think is so prevalent to that because you're trying to like cling to the spirit in the verse. Like you're trying to keep going and like if you are truly like clinging to the spirit and being like then that you're gonna feel this promise that they explained i don't know what that wording was again it's uh those who wait on the lord will find new strength they will fly high on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint yeah so it's like that clinging to that spirit Mm -hmm. of the lord and then what i think is interesting i don't know if you got this but like the waiting part of that yeah like, don't um, you I think, think that's a huge, a huge key word yeah of like, a huge word that like popped up to me when i was researching for the episode was patience yeah and it was um huge uh, great segue into the cliff notes i i love reading the cliff notes it uh it covers uh, Isaiah forty twenty seven to 31 but it says God knows everything and understands all our pain there is nothing he doesn't know but evil things still happen in the world and our process of spiritual growth spiritual growth will take time and suffer some setbacks mm-hmm. we may get tired of trying to do uh, right and want to give up and go back to our old habits if we endure and keep faith in God he will renew our strength so that we can continue on that's huge like he if we like like if we're just patient enough patient and in and like if we and and it says in there endure 
which like sounds terrible, but like also if you think about it, what I read this morning, interestingly enough, <laughs> is like is like if God is with you or God is for you, like who could be against you? So even yeah. if it seems like endurance with the Lord and like waiting and like why won't you just give me what I want? Like, isn't that always the way it's like what I want? Not what right. the Lord wants, what I want. Um, I think nine times out of ten that's how it's portrayed. Or like I would say, not portrayed, but I think nine times out of ten that's what it is. It's not that the Lord hasn't given us what we asked for or what he thinks we need or what is for to fulfill our purpose mm-hmm. or whatever. It's that like... We're mad that he hasn't given us what we want. When we asked for it. Right, when we asked for it. Do you know what I mean? And so there's so many things in life that it's like if you put your endurance and faith in that and be like, you know what? Um, He might not answer it even on this earth, but God is faithful. And if he doesn't answer and doesn't give me exactly what I want, exactly when I want it, what he does give me is better for me. And mm-hmm. it's like you have to rest in that hope, which is so hard and so terrible. And I was actually like a little bit ago, this happened in a Bible study that I was in. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies like, weird. I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but she stopped coming to the study, but she had some medical issues. But she like in the study like turned to me and I was like, yeah, but you just have to like keep praying for this and like keep going to the Lord with this. And she was like, but I've been praying for 20 years. And I was like... (laughs) The Israelites wandered the desert for 40. I know. And then it was so funny because she like looked at me and kind of called me out in front of this group of women and was like, she was like, how old are you? And I was like... (laughs) Old enough to know you need to pray more. (laughs) And I, I, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't meant to be like that, but I, like it will forever like kind of be a little bit ingrained and I like legit... She did not mean anything by it. Not like, it was not yeah. to, like, put me down or anything. But I think sometimes when you're out of a situation, it doesn't matter your age or gender yeah. or anything like that. You can just see a little bit more clearly of, like, well, if God's not giving this to you, then there is there is reason and purpose and you have to rest in that. But sometimes that's terribly difficult. And I well, could see, how like, many times in I could your, see that. How many times in your Christian walk? Have you been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying? And you feel like God's not answering your prayer. And then somebody tells you, well, just just keep praying about it. Like how frustrating is Yeah, that so I'm sure it came off like that. You know, and oh it's my gosh. like, I'm, I've been doing that. Like, don't tell me how to be a Christian. Like, don't tell me I need to pray more. I've been praying. Like, I've been... Like, my knees are bruised because I'm praying so much. And, like, you're sitting here telling me I have to pray more? Like, how much more can I pray? And I think sometimes, like, there's purpose in going to the Lord. And purpose in the journey of that. Like, purpose in the bruised knees. So even if you don't ask for the prayer, or you don't get what you want, yeah. Right? Like, I'm desperately praying for a child to come to see right. the Lord or something like that. Like, I see that a lot in one of my Bible studies. Like, um, 
the the women are kind of like I just I just want to see my my children like yeah, turn to the Lord yeah. and I think that would be so hard and I legitimately pray that all the time so I can, I can see it but I think they're on like a whole different level than me just because they have kids that are older probably than us and I could see that but I think like isn't there such good purpose in the fact that look how much time you spent with the creator I was gonna say look how how much your communion has been strengthened by you praying so much for this one thing and he just like, wants you like yeah. he's like and it's like you have to put enough faith in that like god will take care of this right like it doesn't matter like god will take care of this on this side or that side it doesn't matter what realm but like god's gonna take care of this Mm -hmm. and i think that's a hard thing to have like faith in but if you endure then like that verse says in the promise like you are gonna like soar on what's like the wings 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 like eagles it's like your life will mm-hmm. it will turn out like your endurance is always rewarded and i think sometimes that's hard here to see on the earth because if you work really hard you could still fail like that's oh, yeah. a huge possibility 100%, yeah but not with god if mm-hmm. you work really hard god will always reward you like i tell anthony this all the time i'm like well, whenever like he doesn't want to do something or I've have volunteered him for something. Um and he's like, Are you serious you volunteered me for right this? <laughs> I was like, I do this all the time. I'm like, Anthony will help you move. Anthony will <laughs> help you pick up that big piece of furniture. Anthony will come over and do this. Anthony will drive me there and do this and do that and like he'll help me with all this tech stuff. Um and he's fine. And they'll be like, oh my gosh. I'm like, he's fine. Is, it, is he okay? Like, they always ask me, like, are you sure you want to do this? And you're like, and I, yeah, like, literally, I, I just guess. look at him and, like, I know he doesn't want to. I know he doesn't want to help nobody move heavy furniture. Like, who wants to do that? But on the other hand, I'm like, hey, they needed the help. And it's so funny because I always look at him and say, crowns in heaven. Crowns in heaven. Crowns in heaven. Like, you're fine. Crowns in heaven. And then the funny thing was, like, there was one particular time where, like, this older lady, I was like, you got to go help her. Like, this, these other people are coming to you, but you have to go help her, right? And he's like, it's Friday. I worked all week. Like, I don't want to go help somebody load this trailer. Like, I don't want to do that. And, like, the person is just, like, the sweetest person ever. But you knew it was just going to be, like, a lot of things. And, like, so he knew what kind of what he was getting into. And he was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, crown's in heaven. And then he comes home. I didn't even go with him. I, like, sent him off. <laughs> comes home and he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I went. Oh, my, I really needed to be there. Like, it was like this person was having, like, some medical issues. They had older people there that were trying to help. And were like, no, 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 don't help. Like, y'all are going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, and it was like I'm so glad I was there because these well, older people were very determined. She had sent, she had asked like a ton of people to help. Yeah. And like five of us showed up. And she really needed a and lot there of help. Was a lot it of wasn't like, like heavy furniture and beds and like couches and stuff and. And like, they yeah. were they're determined enough people that like she would have got this done like, and she would have like done this no matter what. So but, it was like. He comes home and he's like, 
like just looks at me and is just like, I'm so glad I went. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it is true. I feel like you have to face life that way. I mean, how many times every day? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say like, it's a daily choice to, you have to remind yourself about yourself on the back burner and like pick up your cross. Like that's a daily decision. Or like put your communion with God first. Yeah. And that's a daily decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like God's like, hey, I just want you to come to me. And I like I'll you. reward you. Yeah, like your endurance you is good. Like, like let me like I mean the language is crazy in this verse. It's like let me fly on the wings of an eagle. Like what? Like that I think seems like a little hokey. But, like, God's looking at it like, no, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it from the perspective of, of Isaiah, like, there, this was, like, umpteen years ago. So this was before yeah. Christ, and I can't remember off the, the book, top of my head. The book was written, it says, hold on, let me get back to it. You'll appreciate this. Uh, it was written around... 700 BC. I'm a huge, like, before I start a new book, I always look like who wrote it, when it was written, like, all the things. Like, if you were going to open a letter, like, you don't just open the letter. Like, you look at who it's from and, like, where it came from and who wrote it. And, like, that's, like, a huge thing. Like, I'm a super advocate of that. Like, what was going on in history and things like that. And... So if you think about it, like this was almost 3,000 years ago that they wrote this, that Isaiah's writing this, right? It was so far back that the kingdom of Israel was divided. Okay, okay. So like, but if you think about that in their time and how they would have perceived this, like we're reading it, and I think people do this all the time, but I have to remind myself constantly, it's like, it's not written to somebody who lives in 2023. Okay, like that that's a second we're kinda of like secondary or tertiary or whatever you want to call it. But it's not written to somebody here. It was written like Isaiah was writing it to the people who lived there mm-hmm. in, you know, seven hundred BC. Right. So like could you imagine like the idea of flying in the air was probably like oh my gosh. And now we take it for granted and get on planes all the time. Um, like you, we can, we've gone like parasailing. I mean, like there's so many things that like you can actively do to like live out this illustration where in their context, they would just see that as like a true miracle. Mm -hmm. Like truly you're going to soar on the wings, like on the wings of eagles. Mm -hmm. And that's huge when you think about it, like in their context of like, this would have been almost like magic to them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This like inconceivable magic. And it's hard right now to think about like what would be inconceivable to us and like what would be comparable to it. But I think that's why the language, it seems kind of hokey, but it's very profound if you really think about it, about who it was written to and why they would think this is really profound. And on the other hand too, like, you know, he's not saying it's going to be easy, but he's saying right. it's going to be worth it. Right. And, like, if you think of an eagle, like an eagle's wingspan 
is on average like 20 feet you know mm-hmm. like so like just think like how huge that is like so in their mind maybe that's like he can carry everybody yeah like that's a like, huge like wingspan yeah. like that's a lot of space to like like he's got everyone right. like and they were fierce like if you just think about the context of that like they're i mean even to this day like they're fierce hunters mm-hmm. protectors i mean like if you just look at talons on an eagle, like, I want to stay far back. Oh, yeah, they're huge. Like, that would scare me to death. I'm no. like, no, no, no. Thank I'm you. Good. I'll be over here. I'll be over here. Right. Like, and they look kind of mean. Like, don't mess with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there is probably some symbolism, I think, in this that is a little bit leading that we don't even think about today in our everyday because did they have zoos back then? No. no. Do you know what I mean? Did they even know that like North America was here? You know, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, just so many. It's like what they would have conceived as like normal mm-hmm. is so much different than our normal. We're like we take our kid to the aquarium, to the zoo, like yearly, um, no problem. And they didn't obviously didn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? But they were probably like, you could probably see a bunch of sheep and camels and anim- there's probably animals all over. And that was very normal where like it's, you know, you don't, we don't just walk in our neighborhood and. Mm-hmm. We see dogs. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> we're very suburban, let me tell you. But, yeah. It's. But I think the. And going back to the verse is that patience is, they always say like that cliche of like patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's power. like the promise that like God is there. Like he didn't forget about you. Right. It doesn't matter what you asked for. Mm-hmm. God's like, I didn't forget. I have never left you. You know, I'm here for you. I'm, and like, he's patient with us too. Like he knows, like at this point, like what you're asking for, you can't have because you can't handle it. Like I need you to learn all this other stuff first and then we'll go from there. And I think that's very telling in how he loves us. You know, like he's not going to throw us into the deep end when Mm -hmm. we can't swim. Like that's not his way. Yeah. So I was just going back a few a few verses. Mm-hmm. Um so twenty eight is kinda like how it starts. I guess twenty seven, but we'll start at twenty eight. Mm-hmm. It says, Have you never heard or understood? Don't you know that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows faint or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to those who are tired and worn out. He offers strength to the weak. Even youth will become exhausted and men will give up. But those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will fly high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So, I mean, Isaiah, like, calls you out. Like, don't you understand this? Like, 
Like, don't, don't you, you know? Get it? Like, like, don't you know how great the Lord is? Like, God, God understands. There is no boundary mm-hmm. to his understanding. Like, he gets it. You're struggling. He knows. Like, like you don't want to read your Bible today. He knows. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pray. He knows. You don't want to get up and go to church on Sunday. Yeah, he, he knows. knows. Like, he gets it. Well, and I think, like, if you think about it, like, he was there when all of it was created, so he understands the emotions behind our human nature more than we do. Like, he spoke that into existence. Yeah, like, he understands because he created it. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we look at things and say, oh, like, God must not understand or like nobody understands or like we don't give God credit for the fact of like he's there like his what do you say his knowledge and depth is far far more than than we can even conceive Mm -hmm. right so these are all like attributes of God and he's like you know run the race with me and like you'll get to the end like I'm here like, you might get tired, but I won't. Mm-hmm. And don't you feel that way sometimes as you're like, I am so tired. Like, it's, you know, sometimes when you, like, wake up on a Thursday and you think it's a Friday and then you realize it's a Thursday. Oh, my gosh. Like, that yesterday. Happened, that happened to me yesterday. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I knew it was Friday, but I was working from home. But then, like... In the evening, you guys were talking about stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, we have church tomorrow. And Ryan's like, today's Friday. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I knew that. But I think just, like, the fact that, like, I was home Mm -hmm. was like, oh, no, it's Saturday. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Just, like, looked at me. I was like, today's Friday. And it's like, but I think our, like, if you think about it, it's like, God never gets tired. He never, like, skips a day or says, like, oh, no, like, it's fine. We don't need that. Like, he never does that. Mm -hmm. He, like, his endurance is, like, everlasting and long. And I think that's what he's saying is, like, like, you don't have to worry. Like, when you run out, like, I am here. Like, I got you, yeah. Like, Like, when you are weary because you are a human. I'm not, I'll never get weary. I mean, like, Jesus... I never get tired. I never, and I get mad all the time. I'm like, gosh, could you imagine if you didn't have to sleep? What, how much you could get so done? Great. Yeah, he always makes fun of me because I'm like, this would be but, so great. Like, Jesus says true. too, like, like, I will quench your thirst. Yeah. Like, I will cure your hunger, you know? And it's, I think it's this great promise that you have to remember in the back of your mm-hmm. mind. It's like, when I am tired, there's somebody who isn't tired. Yeah. So it's like, you can go to God and be like, I'm exhausted. What do you want me to do? I'm exhausted. How do I finish out the yeah, race of the today? To, to continue. And I think moms are like that. It's like, sometimes it's like three o'clock and you're like, I haven't working since before the sun so came up. I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm so tired. I just want to lay down. And I have all this other stuff to do Mm -hmm. and like nobody else is going to come in and do it for you Mm -hmm. so you have to push through Mm -hmm. and it's like 
okay, all right. And then like, can I just get to the end of the line? Can I just get to the end? And it's like, it's such a, a telling thing to like pray for strength and be like, okay, like I'm weary. Like I need you to give me an extra boost because I got to get to the end of this. Right. And what does God always do? Yeah. He just shows up. Yeah, he shows He's up like, here me. you go. Like, all right. No problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like we think though as humans, like this happens to me all the time. I don't know about if it happens to you, but I'm like, I can push through. I can do it. I can do it. Almost like, okay, I hate running. And I have to tell myself, like, if I'm running, like, it's mm-hmm. okay. You can go. You can keep going. You can keep going. Like, you're fine. And you have to, like, push yourself. Yeah. But sometimes it's, like, 4 o'clock. And, like, and I only work part-time from home. And, like, 4 o'clock and I'm, like, I'm, I'm done. Thank you. I don't want to come downstairs and cook dinner. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And it's, like, because I know, like, I have to cook dinner, clean up dinner, clean up the kitchen, come up and, you know, do my nighttime routine, probably pick up the living room before I come upstairs. Like, it's not, it's like this whole part of your day just starts, right? Like one thing leads to five other things. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. And so it's a really hard thing. And it's like you have to keep pushing yourself through. But I think sometimes even as Christians, like we're pushing our own selves. Sometimes it sucks. Like it's I'm not be completely honest. Like sometimes it sucks. I don't want to do any of it. No, and but I think sometimes it's like we tend to push ourselves. We don't let God push us. Right. Like we like, don't go no, to God and, and say, I like I don't stop in my office before I like come downstairs. Like I'm dreading it because mm-hmm. I'm like I have to cook, do all this stuff, do it. Like my day is not over, mm-hmm. even though I really would like it to be over. And it's like I'm just getting through and it will be okay. But I don't stop and say, like, God, give me strength. Literally, like, once in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm super honest, but that should be my every day. Yeah. I mean, because it's like... And that's like me, like, confessing this, like, sin. It's like I'm not turning to him. Like, I'm trying to do it myself. Because it's so much easier to, like, order a pizza instead of cooking dinner. They'll bring it to you. All I got to do is call them up, pay for it over the phone. They'll bring it to me. Like, it's so much easier to just not go to church. Yeah. like It's so much easier to just not pray and not read your Bible. Like, that's so much easier. It's And you got to think, like, it's not even the act of doing it. It's being convicted on the other side. Right. Right. So, like, and it's kind of alludes to, like, this mom thing of like it's not that i don't want to cook dinner it's that i don't want to cook dinner do all the dishes clean up the kitchen and do all of that goes along with it mm-hmm. it's not that i don't want to cook dinner it's that i don't want to do all this I other stuff clean all of it up yeah, and like then that. like it's a whole selfish thing of like i don't want to ask for help but i think <laughs> so it's right. like a whole not like i should be able to take care of my family like it's super super prideful right and but I think as Christians you're on you're doing this act like I at least I'm doing you know like I get into these ruts where I'm doing the exact same thing it's like mm-hmm. I'm like it's so much easier not to pray it's so much easier not to read your Bible like everybody's been in that season of life where it's like I don't want to get up and go to church like I don't want to do this it's be so much easier and it's not the getting up and going to church sometimes it's the like I got to church 
and I'm exhausted. I got to church and now I have to like shake hands with everyone. I got to church and everybody's yeah. going to ask me how I am. I got to church and the sermon's super convicting and I don't want my toes to be stepped on right now because I don't want to deal with that. Sometimes it's like, I don't, you know, like, what if my kid doesn't act right? What if, you know, like, weird thing, you know, like, there's all these other factors. It's not the, I'm going to church. It's the, what about the rest of it afterwards? What about the rest of it when I get there? Like, will I actually feel better or will I not feel better? Like, you always tend to feel better, but I think the enemy can definitely put that self-doubt. I was just about to say, like, all of these are attacks from the enemy. Yeah. You know, like throughout your day to like not get you to yeah. focus on on god and absolutely and just be like oh it's fine like you're tired just just stay home just, just sleep you deserve it like just, just turn your yeah. alarm off and go back to bed it's fine you don't need to go but we today. know like, like if you go understand. even if you're convicted and, like, and it's like hurt it's like a little bit like itchy i guess you could say even if it's like that it's worth it and it's good because you do feel better. I think even if you're being convicted in church, like that's a good thing. It's like right. uncomfortable, but good. And that's like a big thing too that the enemy will do is like. And that's wearing. He will tell you like, oh, well, God doesn't mind if you miss today. Like God doesn't really care. Like God will understand. Like he'll use words that God says. Or like I can just sit and watch it live stream on right, Facebook. Like, and he'll he'll use those words because and, I know and manipulate he, your yeah. thoughts. Like, no, it's fine. Like, no, you still watch the message. When so the that's enemy good enough. Good and well knows that if you go to church and you're encouraged by other believers, mm-hmm. you are gonna be inherently sharpened and, that's the and feel you need to be in. a thousand times better mm-hmm. than if you just sat and listened to the sermon. And, like, so there is, like, a whole thing to, like, corporate... Because let's be ...worship that people don't want to admit. Right. You know? It's like, let's be completely honest. Like, when you're watching from home in your jammies on the couch, like, are you 100% into it? No. I think you're You're, into it, but you're... distracted. Like, oh, I can go on Facebook and listen to it at the same time. I'm on Instagram, whatever. Like, I'm on social media, like, I'm still listening, but I'm not, like, fully paying attention, focused. And that's a society thing, because did you notice, like, okay, y'all, this is our sin coming out, just saying, but do you notice, like, we watch movies, even as a family, or, like, any... And, oh, and like, I totally catch myself on my phone. And I'll just pick up my phone without even thinking about it, and I'm, like, scrolling Instagram while I'm watching it. Even if I haven't seen it, we were watching a show last night. We always watch, like, we've been doing it for, like, 10 plus mm-hmm. years. We always watch a movie on Friday night or a show or something like that. We always, everybody gets to have a snack. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. a thing, right? Um, super interested to, like, traditions over here. And so we've been doing this since Ryan was, like, three and he's almost 14. So, um, but last night I noticed myself, like, Picking up my phone and yeah, like scrolling. I do it too. And I was like, I needed to watch this. I'd never seen this show. We need to like, like it. W- and I was not like, not have phones downstairs while we're doing it, or like in the room that yeah. we're in. Yeah. And so like, I think when other people are around that aren't your immediate family, that aren't going to give you like, I would never give Anthony a hard time for going on his phone while we were watching a show because I'm doing it right. So I would never give you a hard time. 
But if we were in public... But if you're in a building full of people that aren't doing it, <laughs> and you're the only one on your phone, they're going to be like, get like, off your phone. What are you doing? Like, no, do you know what I mean? Right, or yeah. at least you would be convicted not to do that. Like, mm-hmm. even if you are looking at your phone for some reason, like you're, you get a, a text message or something like that, you would look at the text message, but you wouldn't sit there and scroll on social mm-hmm. media. Like, a prime example, like you're at a movie theater. Nobody's really on their phone in a movie theater. Like, they tell sure. you, like, oh, turn it off, put it on silent, and like, because you don't want it to ring. But, like, if you really think about it, you could turn the brightness down on your phone all the way. And you could still be on it in the theater. I've done it in so many kid movies. You and have like, no idea. Nobody was really, like, paying attention to you while they're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So you could, like, sit there and you scroll your social media and do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody would really care. Yeah. But if you're in a place but where, like, people point, are around you yeah, and you do people the same care, else. then that's a... It's, like... There's a, a specific reason why you need right. to be in that place. But like you say, it's so much easier not to. It's easier not to have to endure that. Mm-hmm. It's easier not to have to have your toes stepped on. It's easier not to have to change your your soul and your heart and really do that work on the inside. Like that's so much yeah. easier. Whether yeah. it you feel good endorphins on the way on the other side of it, like when you're walking out of the church building, like a majority of the time like, you feel better. Even, like, we went to church last week, and I was, mm-hmm. like, crying during worship. And I'm, like, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, could not even verbally tell you, but, like, almost was, like, uncontrollably sobbing. Like, I have no idea. And I was just, like, oh, I apparently I needed that. Needed like, apparently I needed this, like, worship. And so... Through this week, I was like, maybe I need that more, right? And so anytime I'm alone and, like, I feel like the enemy's kind of getting into my thoughts. And I don't think sometimes, for me at least, like, it's a it can be weary to have mm-hmm. myself in myself, if that makes sense. So I feel like that's a weary thing for me. It's like I feel like the enemy's attacking my thoughts a lot of times. So... I have to like, no, 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 what can I do to combat this? And I've been like putting on worship music, like in all these random rooms in my house. Like if I'm in my bedroom cleaning up, like I had worship music on the other day. I was down making dinner the other day and I was thinking about something that I shouldn't like still be angry about in life. And I was like, no, like you got over this, Lacey. You're okay. You let this go. Don't think about this. And I was like, no, like I need Jesus to come in and fix this. And, like, I put some worship music on and, and did that. But it is much easier to not have to endure any of that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I think that's what God's saying. is like, run the race with me. Like, endure. Like, Isaiah's like, he is so big. He's so powerful. He's amazing. Like, endure the race with me because it's worth it at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, you think about, like, the language of that, like, soaring on eagles, like, how freeing and how smooth and how, like, just amazingly, like, I don't even know what the good word for it is. But how, like, amazingly smooth your life is going to be is basically what he's saying. He's like, I got you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take care of that. And I don't think, like when we're trying to make these small decisions in our life that we're really going back to this promise of like, if you're weary, if you're this, if you're that, like, come, come on. 
like run the race with me because I got you at the end of it. Like I'm going to take you on this amazing journey that you couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I think I think the stronger your faith is and the stronger your communion is with God, I don't think your life will get smoother, but I think difficult situations will be easier to deal with because you For have sure. faith that, you know, God's going to pull you through the other side. Like do you have that? Have you had that like happen? Yeah, like there's been there's been plenty of times where I'm like if I really step back and look at this, like this sucks. Like this is hard to deal with. But I know it's going to be okay. Like I know I'm going to come through this storm on the other side better I, than what I am now. I absolutely remember. So Anthony used to travel and had traveled basically like the whole time we've been married. Yeah. So over like 15 years now, like he's just traveled. And I just assumed that would never. Just assume that was our life. Yeah. And I, almost to the fact of like, I, I hardly, this is probably like a little bit of like my fault. Like I didn't even think I could like pray about it because I didn't even think it was like a conceivable thing to ask God for. Cause I never thought it would change. Yeah. Like for him to have a job that made the same amount, but didn't, he didn't have to travel. And I was like, that shit doesn't exist. Like mm-hmm. in my head, it was impossible. So I don't even, I never even like hardly would ask God about it, like here and there over the years, but not continually praying about it. Right. But I do remember vividly, like, I think our kid was probably like three. So this was quite a while ago. And, um, we kind of, I guess one day we'll probably have to tell you guys our, our, our actual story, but, um, we had kind of, um, just decided I'm a, I'm a quick decision kind of person. (laughs) And so like when I decide, I decide, like, I don't like waver, like I know and I'm good. Um, and then we were like, we had moved to North Carolina because Anthony was in the Marine Corps and we got orders. And, um, so he got ordered, well, he wanted orders and we got he requested orders so we get to north carolina and we are this church is like around the corner from where we live so we're like we're gonna go to this church and that's just what we're gonna do and we like all of a sudden we're like we're gonna join this small group and Mm -hmm. that's what we did and it was like amazing it was great and it was a really good experience especially at the how old we were and like the time in our life and stuff like that i think we were like 27 Mm -hmm. and I remember like we had gone to this like baptism and you were out of town or something and I had gotten the time wrong and I had went and got my, it was like a Saturday morning and I went and got my nails done and I was like, okay, then I have to be at this baptism at this time, but I have time and I'm going to do this and then all of that. And they were texting me like, are you coming? And I was like, I have another, I'm like, I'm in the nail salon. Like, I can't even, like, move if I want to. I'm like, I have to finish this. Like, I have, you know, three nails done or whatever. It's so dumb. And I was like, uh, I thought it was at this time. And it was at 12 and not 2, right? So I just looked at it fast, basically. I just didn't see both numbers. And I had a three-year-old. I was just busy. I worked full-time. Like, I was just a busy person, right? And so I remember feeling very busy. And I'm... It's so weird because I feel like you were there, but I don't know for sure if you were there. I have no idea. I don't recall this. So I probably and I remember like going late, obviously, feeling terrible because I like to be on time. Like I'm a real weird, like I want to be on time person. And, um, but no, like I go 
and somebody and I was letting um Ryan swim it had like it was a place that had like a pool because they were obviously there was a baptism and um so I'm letting like Ryan swim I didn't get in and swim with him or anything and um but I let Ryan like swim and he was swimming around and doing doing his thing and all that and we were, I was talking to my girlfriend and um she was and I vividly was like it was raining so like we all got out of the pool and we were under this like porch and she was we were just talking and she was like well how has it been since like Anthony's been gone and and you were like only supposed to be gone maybe like a couple weeks or a month or something like that and I was like this I remember like specifically telling her like this time wasn't so bad this Mm. time wasn't so bad and like I was like it's been okay this time like this time wasn't so bad and I was like I think I just feel like okay and like what I was trying to convey to her was like that I felt like closer to the Lord, like I didn't, it wasn't as hard for me. Yeah. So it's like in, it's like this really hard time that usually would be a really hard time. Wasn't so Wasn't bad. as hard for right. me. I was like, this wasn't as bad. It hasn't been as bad for me. And the funny thing was I'm telling her this as, as I'm like, came late, <laughs> like did all this like, stuff. Like I was like. Survive. Oh my gosh, they probably think I'm like ridiculous and crazy. And I'm like, I just can't. And like everybody we knew, like nobody worked at the time, but I really wanted to work. So I felt kind of like out of place. And I could have stayed home with our kid at this time. Mm-hmm. But I, it really wanted to, I like to work. I, I'm weird. And um, like I like to have this sense of accomplishment and I like to work. And, um, but yeah, like I remember telling her, you know, like, I just remember, like, not fitting really well. And I was like, yeah, I just feel like this time was better. And it mm-hmm. was because, like, I felt like my faith was stronger this time. I felt like my this was stronger this time. Like, I felt like I was closer to God. Like, and so this that I had to endure wasn't so bad. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, like, Anthony can attest to you, he'll be gone. And about the three-week mark, like, he getting a call from me crying, mm-hmm. yelling, Whatever the case may be, because I'm a terribly sinful person. And I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. Or your child is driving me crazy. Right. Or it's just like you're just at your breaking point. Like your patience has worn out mm-hmm. in life. And it was like, so like literally about three weeks in, if like I could I could be really good for about three weeks. And about three weeks in, I'm like, I can't anymore. Yeah, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I can't, like, I've been so patient. I've been so, like, I have to repeat myself. Like, all just the normal things that you're going through. And it's just hard. And it's like, okay. And you're just trying to, like, accomplish everything by yourself continually, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just exhausted and weary. And I know, though, when I was, when I am closer to the Lord and I'm going to Him and I'm praying and I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, at least getting the that in my head or I'm putting on worship music so those are my thoughts instead of like whatever else is going to make me mad in life. If I have that stuff to replace it, whatever I'm enduring doesn't seem as difficult. Yeah. But there's plenty of times that I have not done this well mm-hmm. and I'll call him yelling or crying or just like, at my wits end or like there was so many times where like he would come home and I'm like the house is messy I don't know what to tell you right and because I like literally was so like weary that I couldn't 
pull myself up to like clean it. Like I was that just tired in mm. life. And it was just like the day-to-day things. It's like you're just trying to make sure everybody has enough clothes to wear tomorrow and enough. It's just those like simple day-to-day things. But when you are you have a lot of time that's consumed during the day, you know, like I had 11-ish hours of my day that was pretty much accounted for. And mm-hmm. then I had to do all this other stuff. So it was just really hard. But I know for a fact that when I was going to the Lord no matter what, even if it was just like listening to it in my car, um, like listening, you know, to the Bible app, putting on Christian music, like even if I could only get it in those times or like on my lunch hour, like listening to a sermon while I sit in my car and maybe I am scrolling, but I am trying to listen to this too. I know those times were so much easier to endure than when I'm not, and I think I can just take it on all myself. Yeah. And I don't think that you are meant to take it on. I don't think, any, and nobody's meant to take everything on mm-hmm. themselves. Like, that's just, thinking that you can do it all on your own is just preposterous there, thinking. Like, I did hear this thing one time that I think is super relevant, and it, like, changed my perspective. And I was like, it, you know how that old saying of like God doesn't give you more than you can handle mm-hmm. and this speaker she was saying of course God gives you more than you can handle that's how you grow and we were all like what yeah. right and that's I was cool. like and she had told her like testimony and I really was having a hard time with it like just wanted to cry like I was like I want to leave this room and I was like but I felt like God was there I was kind of like wedged between some people so I like couldn't get out kind of thing like or I would have like made a fuss so I was like trying to endure and not like cry in front of everybody and she was like at the end of her thing she was like of course god did this you know of course he made it harder for you like of course he did that and we were like why and she's like so he would so you would come to him mm-hmm. like it's not like god doesn't give you more than you can handle of course he gives you more than you can handle so then you can come to him because right. would you just come to him on your regular human nature no if it was easy would you seek out Christ? Mm-hmm. No. Because it's easy. Life is easy. Yeah. And like, why, why do I need God then? I like, vividly remember so praying, like, why did you make this so hard for me? Why are you making this so hard for me? So and like, me. I remember like almost audibly God was like, if I would have made it easy for you, you would have never came. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I, I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't remember, like, praying, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, you can see our dog's ears. <laughs> He's up here wanting some love. But I think, going back to the scripture, that it's a great, it's a great promise to remember that God has these amazing attributes, and we need to really rest in the fact that God is there and you can come to him when you're weary, when things happen, you know, you can just come to him and he's going to take on that burden for you. And in your, um, whatever you're enduring has good rewards, crowns in heaven. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever you're praying for, just because you're not getting it right then and there doesn't mean that God's not hearing you. Like, mm-hmm. And doesn't mean there's in, there's not a purpose in it. He might not be giving it to you because you're not ready for it. 
Mm-hmm. He might not be giving it to you because... For lots of reasons. You don't need it. Like, we don't know. Yeah. You know? Like, there's plenty of times where we ask for things that we think we want and we think that we need. And... But then it's like, what's that like, thank God for unanswered prayers too? Yeah. Like, yeah. thank you enough that like, there's a lot of things too. A lot of times I'm like, I just ask like the spirit to like intercede for me mm-hmm. because sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what I need in this situation. Yeah, and I feel I, like, yeah, I I'm feel like, like I go to God all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I need. I know what I want. I don't know if that's necessarily what I need. But yeah, like, I want $10 million. <laughs> you know, like, I want... I don't. Like, well, it's just an yeah, example. Yeah, like, yeah, I want, like, all of this stuff that, like, I want all of it selfishly. Do yeah. I need the stuff that I'm asking for? Probably, Probably not. not. And will it be good and glorifying? Will it... Will it have good yeah. purpose and in that's, it? That's and a, that's a great point because, like... Like, if there's half, no purpose... Half, like, I won't even... But, like, you can ask for stuff all day. How is it coming out? Like, how is it on your heart? Is it on your heart because it's something that you want? Or is it on your heart because it's something that you can do good with and you can glorify God? Like... Mm-hmm. like most of the time, you're not getting what you ask for because you want it selfishly. Like, yeah, I want to be financially stable. God, give me the means to be financially stable. Are you wanting to be financially stable because you don't want to worry about money? Or are you asking for financial stability so you can help? Or, yeah, like, so you don't have to go to God. Like, if I'm financially stable, then I don't have to go to God and keep right. asking. Yeah, like, if I have $10 million sitting in the bank account, I don't need God. Well, of course you're not going to get it. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I don't want it. Like, <laughs> oh, Like, and I think it's, like, kind of, like, with more power comes more responsibility. I, I think sometimes, like, we don't understand. I mean, like, we don't understand that, like, God's, like... No, like, I'm not going to no, give this you to don't, you. you don't like, you don't this. really want that. This strays you away from me, so no, you're not going to get it. Yeah. But I think God does times... give you stuff that you actually want. Like, he'll, he says he gives you the desires of your heart. So it's like, there are things, though, that in this, it's like, but God's going to give you what you want, too. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, like, discerning how those things play out. Like, I don't think it's... It's an interesting line to be on because it's like he will give you everything, all the desires of your heart, but he knows what's best for your heart too. Well, how many times as a parent have you told your kids like, no, you don't need this because like. Well, yeah, they're like, can I eat a candy bar 30 minutes before dinner? No, you can't have a candy bar 30 minutes before dinner because you're not going to eat your dinner and you're going to you know, have this, like, sugar and crash and whatever it is, you know. And it's, like, you know as a parent, like, that's not right. I need you to eat this food to fuel you because it's better for you. And a kid's, like, going to look at you and be, like, you just don't want me to ever have fun. You don't want me to ever be (laughs) happy. You don't want – and I was, like, how many times as adults are we doing that to God and not even realizing it? You don't want me to be happy because you're not going to give me $10 million to sit in my bank account? Like – how dare you? 
Like, I hate you. You know, the whole teenage, like, break out. Like, I hate you. You ruined my life. Like, but it's like God's like... the money that you asked for? I or, like, know. Like, I didn't give you... Yeah. Like, I know what will happen with what I give you. And I think sometimes, though, God does give you what you desire. And it leaves your life, too, because you're not ready. Yeah. I've seen that a lot of times with money. I think that's why I don't have, like, uh, a real attachment. Because... Like, I've seen lots of people get big lumps of money. Mm-hmm. And I look at them, blow it and it's like, it. they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Like, I know, like, off the top of my head, like, multiple people that have gotten, like, what you, what you would deem as a, just a ton of money. Yeah. And they have nothing to show for it. They have no, nothing, like, the, it's yeah, just gone. They have, like, this huge house that, like, they bought and completely remodeled. Or whatever, and like, they or can't, they're in a comfortable house, but they're they can't pay the bills. Yeah, like I know this, these other people that they're in like a comfortable situation, but they have nothing in the bank. They have no nest egg. They have no yeah, just completely blew it. Yeah, like just blew it all. Like on on the fun still things. have like car debt. payments and debt yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, but don't have anything to show for it and it's like wow that's just crazy to think about like like and have children that we're gonna have to figure out a way to go to college and like yeah all this yeah it's there's just multiple people that we have met in our life that like money is not the means for it so i know sometimes Mm -hmm. god gives you the desires of your heart but then does it always stay with you no because he knows what you need and don't need and what you're ready for and don't need and it's like if you're going to use this as an idol god's going to take that away too so Mm -hmm. um i think that's a huge thing like when you're looking at things that you know i'm weary and i'm coming to god and it's like okay like come to god and get like fed feel strengthened Mm -hmm. like like he says in this verse but on the other hand like don't put your hope in anything that's on the earth, whether that's like money, monetary piece of paper, whether that's a building, whether that it's like, don't put your hope in that because that stuff is temporary as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, put your weariness in God and let him comfort you and let him decide to bless you the way you want to. And that's where like, you're going to have this immense, journey of like soaring through the clouds with god and it's going to be this amazing life because um and i even think like you might not see it here on this side but maybe even on the other side in heaven like it's just going to be this amazing thing because you endured through all of it and you came and stayed with god Mm -hmm. and it's not about monetary or money or like things that you idled here it's like you give all of that up come to god when you're weary he will take you and make you whole and give you um, all that you need. But then even over an abundance of this, like what what they would deem back then as almost like magic, like impossible, you know, and it's like, it still rings true today. Like God's going to give you what that impossible thing is that you can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they couldn't even imagine being, 30 feet in the air and looking down. Like, they couldn't even imagine that. That's not even something they thought was possible. And so probably people didn't pray to, like, fly or anything. You know, people aren't doing that. But that is, if you think about it, like, 
for us as Christians, like the impossible is possible because God is here and he's because of those attributes that he you read in there that he is so much more knowledgeable he's outside of time and space and Mm -hmm. it's like this is a huge thing and all who are weary can come to him and we just must remember that because um there's great reward in it that we i think as christians or believers like we forget we forget that there's these great rewards or that god has our best interests at heart it's like if you're not if you're not getting what you want then there's but there's still purpose in it yeah and god's purpose is above everyone else's purpose on this earth yeah so but but i think that's really good and what a huge topic it's like, it's so it was such a hokey from like verse. a cliche like verse but it's so know. deep right. yeah and i'm glad we kind of like at least got to talk about our yeah, experiences kind of with it and, yeah but yeah that'll do it for today's episode yeah appreciate thanks for you. hanging out with us yeah, appreciate and you guys being here and we'll see you next time see you again